American heroes. Real American heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Bumper Sticker Writer. Mr. Bumper Sticker Writer. Never has one man written so much for so many. Without you, the world may never have known you can't hug with nuclear arms. I need a hug now. And just like you, I too would rather be fishing or square dancing or even shopping. Oh, yeah. I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. You said it, brother. Speak the truth. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh bar to the bumper. Thanks to you, I know it's perfectly all right to honk if I'm horny. Honk, honk, beep, beep, honk. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hello and welcome to week six of the RBFFL. We're at that pivotal week, week six, which is just a week before we cross the halfway mark of the season. And we've almost got through unscathed. Interesting to kind of hear everybody's views on putting a reserve in. But I think as the debate went on, it certainly does make sense to keep things the way they have been for the first six weeks going into the final seven. Um, and so maybe we just all have to cross our fingers and hope that we can survive um, the coming weeks of potential bye weeks, shifts. You know, there was a Monday game at 2 p.m. And, uh, you know, that's unusual. And there was the Tuesday game last week we talked about. So it's going to happen. There's going to be shifts and changes to the schedule. There will be buys, hopefully not as last minute as we've seen um, in that one instance between the Broncos and the Patriots, but we just have to hope that we don't get caught um, last minute. So with that, let's jump into the games, and I'm gonna start with one of the highest scores that we've seen, and uh, interesting that it came from a team that's been whining that their season's over, but as I'll talk about, Later on in the standings, not so fast. The Frio Finns, 244, defeated the Budgies, 94. Uh, let's go through what the Finns were able to put up. Cousins, 22 points, three touchdowns and over 300 yards. Uh, he did have three picks, so it could have even been better. Uh, Ronnie Jones, over 100 yards, a couple of TDs, he had 28 A.G. Brown, good to see him back. He's a great player out there. He had 50 yards and two TDs for 23. The rookie, Justin Jefferson, 166 yards and two TDs. He had 44 points. Kittle, 100 yards and a TD. He had 27 points. The beast, Derek Henry, 212 yards, two rushing TDs and 52 receiving yards for 52 points. Cole had 143 yards for 19 points. Yep, the kicker didn't let us down. Four extra points 
and four field goals. 24 points and a very disappointing effort from the Ravens with just five. If only the Saints weren't on a bye. 244 points. Take that. On the bench, we really be talking about the bench right now. Um, you know, that is kind of crazy that we would be. Um, but, yep, they had 11 for Peterson. Um, and they get, obviously, Saints defense back. They get Budgie's 94. Not anywhere near as exciting. 94 is not too bad. 38 points from Watson. He had four touchdowns for 300 yards. Taylor had uh, 60 on the ground and 55 in the air for 11. Cooper had a touchdown at 79 yards for 16. I'm interested to see how he goes with Dalton. Cooper Cup was disappointing and he had a point where he didn't even score. Johnson, uh, so Robinson had 13 with some rushing yards and a TD. And then Brown, uh, who's been a little up and down, he's got five special teams combined for 10. And the Benz Beasley had 13. Not much else to report. So the Finns obliterate the Budgies, 244 to 94. Next game in uh, a very close one. Wipeouts 89 defeated the Dockers. 81. Two teams that make it harder. In fact, a couple of games I can get to. Four. The wipeouts with their victory got 32 from Jackson. He had 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. He had 180 yards receiving, uh, sorry, passing and a touchdown. At 32 points. Nine for Jones. It's quite like a very ordinary three day. He's got a rushing touchdown. Hopkins had seven. With yardage, and same with Anderson, seven with yardage, five for Hooper, yardage. Kareem Hunt, he had uh, five points. Got a little banged up, tough matchup, he's good with the defensively. McLaurin had seven, yardage, uh, and special teams combined for 17. On the bench, uh, besides the quarterbacks, nothing to report. Narrowly defeated the Dockers, 81. Dockers had 12 from Allen. I knew that Allen was very good at a couple of touchdowns. Only 120 yards passing. Sanders had 16 uh, with uh, 100 yards rushing, but he was out. He's been injured. Not sure of the long term implications. Woods had 12, he had a touchdown. Pretty good. Godwin um, had four. Uh, he's questionable and probably will be for the next couple of weeks. Uh, be interesting to see uh, how he recovers. Tudor Andrews been hot cold this year. Lindsay had 100 yards rushing, 15. So that was good to see. Parker had three, just some yardage. Uh, he had a pretty easy matchup. And special teams combined for 17. On the bench, Kirk had 32. Washington had 15. Good scores there. Uh, and the Bears also were the defensive team that this week. So the Dockers go down to the wipeouts by a very narrow eight-point margin. The Maulers, 71. Get home against the Cows, 52. Another low score. Ryan had 35, which was 
half of the score for the Maulers. He had 470 yards and four touchdowns. Mostert had seven. Um, Yadi, he injured. We should see how he goes this week. Smith Schuster had nothing. Uh, he actually did spend a lot of time on the sideline injured. Lamb had six yardage. Higby had five based on yardage. Cobb had 17 yards, but he did have a TD for 10 points. Evans had just one. Special teams combined for seven. On the bench, besides the quarterbacks, nothing really to report. So the bowlers, even though they've got a great record, not scoring that well this week. Let's see how they go as they match up next week. They did defeat the Cows, 52. Goal score for the Cows, easily. The Rogers had minus one. And I think that really was the death knell. You would expect to have got that 20 points that you needed. Gaskin had 12 with Yardies, but Gaskin had received two to Hill. And that's unusual, but it was a very wet night in that one. Ridley had 15, 80 yards, and a TD continued to be really good. Smith had one. That was a down week. Again, a little injured during the game. Crowder was the same. He had four yardage based. Hoppinen had 10. He got a TD. Special teams combined for nine. On the bench, you know, Wentz, you really have Wentz in. Beyond the quarterbacks, Slayton had 13. He had a touchdown. Continues to pretty good. The Maulers get home against the Cows in a low scoring, pretty tight one. Next game up, this is a good one. The Queens 122 to the Mudcats 110. Two 100-point scoring teams, the Mudcats have to be pretty unlucky to score 100 this week and be the early losing team at 100. But they would be almost for your half the field. More than half the field, they have a pretty high score, unlucky. For the Queens, Murray had 32, two TVs, passing, one rushing, good yardage and both points. Davis had seven points, TD and some yards. Thielen had 14 with a TD and 50 Robinson had five. Kaziki didn't score anything. Uh, Johnson, which is David Johnson being good, he had a rushing TD and some yards for 12. Fuller at 123 yards. A touchdown for 32 and special teams combined for 20. Good effort on the bench. Hurst had 14. Higgins had 17. Swift had 28. Some pretty good scores there. Things to consider, especially with Bioweeks. Right in the middle of our schedule. For the Mudcats, 110. It was Minshew with 12. Not as good a game as what was expected. Touchdown in 24 yards. Montgomery had 8. Uh, all yardage based. Conference had 15. He had a touchdown. But Nadie. Boyd had 7. Yardage based. Burton was a very, very strong with 20. He had a receiving TD. He had a rushing TD. Uh, and some yardage. 20 points. Very good. 2 to Madison. He was a very good And Cook. Not to be. Ayuk had 10 in a receiving TV, special team to swap and buy 36. And 10 on the side of the bench. It would have been an interesting 
Gillian, Tannehill and Minshew. A lot of teams have those guys and the right one. Nothing else to report on the bench. So the Queens, 122, the Mudkins, 110. The second highest score of the week was Stanzas, 146, defeated the Devils, 89. Good score. I think had 10. Touchdown. Connor. He had 21. 100 yards rushing. Rushing touchdown. Julio was back. 137 yards. Two touchdowns for 39. What hammer streak. Beckham. Back to normal. Two points. Thomas was good. Had a receiving touchdown. 13. Edwards Alaire. Very nice. 161 yards rushing. 21 points. Justin Tyler from Levion and Jordan. Hooks had a receiving TD and 68 yards for 15. Special teams combined for 23. On the bench, Kenyon Drake finally showed that he's alive. 37 points. Patrick had 15. Nothing else to report. So, really good score, 146 for the For the Devils, 89, solid score. Not enough in this situation to win though. Brady had 14 with two touchdowns. Mixon had 12 points. He had a touchdown at 50 yards. Perriman had six points. Yardage. Gallup. Irving would do better with Dalton. Two points. 16 to Brock. Finally got a touchdown this year. 14 to Pascal. Good. Solid performance. That was a great comeback for him. He had a touchdown in yardage. Auburn had 16 touchdowns at 75 yards. And special teams combined for 9. On the bench, nothing much to report. So it was the Costanzas defeating the Devils 146 to 89. In the last game we'll cover today, the Crabs 90 defeated the Hamsters 75. For the Crabs, 20 for Mahomes, a couple of touchdowns in the big yardage on a very wet night. Zeke enters the lineup, goes for minus one. His first two fumbles of the season, right back to back. Adams had six with Yardin. Golladay had 105 yards, he had 15. Kelsey had 22 touchdowns in 60 yards. Gurley had six with some yardage. Ward was a stopgap there, he had three points. Wazowski minus four, special teams combined for 21. A lot more needs to be done. The Hamsters, 75. They got us just generate some more points. Hard to do that. Goff at 14. He had two touchdowns. Yardage. White had six points. Uh, that all came from receiving yards. Diggs had 13. He had 40 yards and a touchdown. Claypool kind of back down the wood. He did have a rushing touchdown in seven yards. 13. Zach Ertz had three, and Zach Ertz is now out for at least a month to six weeks. And Judy had three. Schultz had three. The special teams combined for 20. On the bench, Debo had 15. Nothing else to report. So, here the games. Kind of feeding the Hanks is 90 to 75. Let's have a quick look at the standings. Standing. Very interesting at this point in the season because, as I said, we're getting close to halfway. In the north, we've got ourselves a gunfight. This is the Queens 5 and 1. 
that he's strong. The Maulers, 5-1, also looking strong. And the Wipeout, 4-2 on a four-game win streak, looking really good. They had down to 1, 3, and 4 ranked teams in the RBF NFL. South, the 3 and 3 Cows, lead the division. And then the Dockers and the Fins are 2 and 4, only one game behind from time the leader of this division. Very interesting. So the Fins are all of the whining are actually a game out of being on top of that division. Now we know that there's two wildcard spots, and both of those at the moment are going to North team. But they're going to play each other. That's going to change. It's going to be an interesting battle. In the East, Crabs are 5 and 1, and they've got a three game lead now in the division looking strong. The Muddies are 2 and 4 inside of the Stanzas. Now they're in a different position, but their ability to win the division is looking difficult, and ability to get a wild card will require them to now start to win. But the Stanzas scored 146 this week, and the Muddies scored 110. So it's doable for sure. In the West, the Budgies are three and three, and just one game back, the Devils are two and four. And the Hamsters are probably not, they're not out of it. There's no way they're out of it. That are in clearly the worst position. But because they're in the West, they have a chance. They're only two games out of winning that. So as we look at the standings right now, it's clear to me that. Two of the three teams in the North will be in the playoffs, possibly all three. The South is borderline impossible to pick the winner at this point as we get close to halfway. The Crabs in the East look pretty good to win that division. They will go through the playoffs. And the West, very difficult to see who in that is going to actually win in the end. So... This week's games will be pretty critical. The Crabs play the Maulers, very important matchup, two five and one teams. Budgies play the Wipeouts, divisional winner or leading the division and a four and two team. The Hamsters play the Dockers. Both those teams aren't trailing well. One of them will come out obviously as a winner, unless it's a tie. The Devils play the Finns, both two and four teams needing a win in divisions where they're one game back. Muddies and the Cows. Interesting game um, as well. And finally, the Costanzas play the Queens. That's a rivalry. And I hope it turns into a cracking game. So they're the results. They're where we stand. And next week's games. Have a great week, everyone. Good luck. Pick the right team. Bye for now. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Airline Meal Chef. Mr. Airline Meal Chef. Nothing relaxes a diner like a pleasant discussion of safety procedures should the restaurant suddenly fall out of the sky. Oh, no. Chicken or beef? Chicken or beef? Chicken, we're out. Here's the beef. Still tastes like chicken. Who ordered the heart-healthy meal? Probably not the guy who ordered the seatbelt extender. Excess baggage. 
So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, oh Sultan of the Salisbury. Even though we're crammed in coach, our meals are first class. Mr. Airline Meal Share. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri.